1: To the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to non through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me this week is a special guest from one of my favorite podcasts in the world. That's not even me being exaggerating anything like that. I have from who would win, Mr. James Gavsey. How you doing, brother?
0: I am doing great. Thank you for having me on this show. Big fan of what you do. And we've been interacting uh, through Twitter for quite, quite some time. time. Yeah. 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 Is, that, is that still like socially awkward to say, hey, I know you through Twitter? Is that weird?
1: <laughs> for me, it's never been weird because I, I know a lot of people through Twitter now and I talk to them way too often, probably more than I talk to my family. <laughs> That,
0: that may be a problem. Let, let me ask you this. I mean, is, it, is that kind of like when you say you know a lot of people through Twitter, is that a like how well do you know? You know how we all have like a really tight group of friends, like our inner circle, and then we have like acquaintances that we're cool with. Where do Twitter friends fall into that area?
1: I'll put it this way. Some of my friends on Twitter, I know when they hit the body. <laughs> that, that says it all right there.
0: Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said fantastic uh yeah big fan of your show um love your style love what you do and uh super super happy and honored to be here
1: and that is definitely likewise but this has been a long time coming i'm super excited for this
0: sure well hit me with any questions you may have all right
1: as always we start the podcast off with the five for five five questions five answers to get the ball rolling james are you ready yes sir question number one what's the best album you listened to in the past year?
0: I have not listened to a whole album in years. doesn't have to be new. Oh, okay, um, ice Tea Power.
1: That's a good album. Yeah. I like Ice-T. Me too. And, he, and he's awesome on Twitter, by the way. He is, uh,
0: he's, he's got some interesting things. To, I mean, he's always got interesting things to say. Um, I've had some uh, people I know work with him and just say he's, a, he's the greatest guy in the world. Um, and I happened to have met him once uh, in a kind of a, a, a weird incident that he handled really, really well, thankfully.
1: Oh, you have to tell that story now.
0: I can't, oh,
1: we can't continue um, you tell that story.
0: Okay, so I'm from a, a place called Ottawa, Canada, right? And uh, while I was growing up, there was one uh, store that sold hip-hop, rap, the whole thing. There was one in the in the entire city, okay? And I was that guy who, you know, had hey, sneak into the United States and try to bring back. I'm talking years and years ago, like, I, I had Easy ease tape. That that tells you how long ago this was. I was a little kid at the time, and I brought it back. So Ice T did a concert that I went to; that was fantastic. So the day of the concert, he had um, uh, an album signing. So I run out of my house. You know, I, I think I may have skipped school. wasn't the smart thing to do. And I brought what I thought was the uh, album cover for uh, Power. So I'm waiting in line for him to sign it, and I finally get there. I pull the album cover out of the bag. I held it in, threw it on the uh, <clears throat> threw it on the table where he was signing it. And it was D's album cover instead.
1: Oh. Yeah. And I'm
0: like, oh. And he just looks at me and we kind of have this weird look and exchange for a second. I have no idea what to say. I'm a kid, right? I'm like, I I don't know. And he just looks at me and says, you know what? He's got an album coming out really soon. He's you know, and he was just so calm, such a classy way to handle a really awkward situation. (laughs) And and since that moment, I was already a big fan, and then from that moment forward. I think he was, he was married to Darlene at the time, I think was her yes, name. That's, she that's was incredible. really cool too. Yeah, exactly. And just very like classy through and through. Love that guy. Awesome, awesome.
1: Question number two. What do you do to meditate in your spare time?
0: Um, I like to train. That
1: makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, I, I just find that, you know, um, look, I get it. Some people like to sit and kind of, Focus or have music playing. To me, um, you know, we were just talking about kids and everything we got going on. There's a lot of chaos going on, which I love. And sometimes to reel it all in, I just have to hit something as hard as I can, continuously for like an hour. And I'm a sweaty mess, but at the end of it, I feel fantastic. I'm centered. I, I, you know, feel great with the world. Big problems I had before seem to be not so big anymore, and it's healthy. So that that's my form of meditation. That's awesome.
1: Question number three, and this is everybody's favorite question. You may have already gave me an answer for it, but what's okay. the dumbest thing you've done as a kid?
0: I don't think, I got to plead the fifth on that. I've got a list of really, really dumb things I've done that, you know, that iced tea thing incident, and that's nothing, nothing oh, okay. compared I, to let some
1: me, of the dumbest things. Let me preface it like this, because I've had this happen before. Okay. Don't say anything illegal. <laughs> Um, for
0: that <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, okay, so when I say I plead the fifth, it's nothing illegal, possibly, I'll just say not good. Um, I made some very unwise dating choices. I'll leave it at that.
1: That's vague enough? And yes. enough
0: <laughs> That I will accept that as an answer. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, sir.
1: Oh, man. Question number four. I'm gonna give you two tough ones, Uh-oh. but they're gonna be fun ones. Walking Dead, we're in the zombie apocalypse right now. You have to take five things with you. Your family obviously doesn't count. What are okay. the five things you're carrying to go off into the world to survive?
0: Got it. I will take four people who can run much slower than me. <laughs> and then, and then the fifth thing, the fifth thing I'll take is, um. <laughs> the fifth thing i'll take is my costco uh membership card
1: that is an incredible answer yeah
0: now now, do you wonder why because i i actually i love the walking dead i've been reading the walking dead comics since the get-go i love both the walking dead and um fear the walking dead love both those shows and i talked to this survivalist like someone actually whose profession was surviving like harsh conditions or an apocalypse and I asked her, I says, like, where do we go in case of a zombie apocalypse or something bad? And she's like, within a second, she's like, go to Costco, go to Costco, take it over. You can survive for like five to 10 years. They've got a pharmacy. They've got food. They got everything you need. You, you will be a king at Costco. Go to Costco. So this is for your listeners. In case of a zombie apocalypse, when the zombies attack and they will go to Costco.
1: That's an excellent idea. And that's smart. That's actually really smart.
0: That's as smart as I get, over, by the way.
1: I, That's I the I smart as smart I as I get. A call for, call to, Costco. <laughs> if anybody I think can take over one Negan what? style, I what? think it's you.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, I, I would, I would be. I don't think I'd be quite as bad as Negan. I wouldn't have that bat. I wouldn't have to like bash someone's head in um, to prove a point. I mean, I just do that for fun. But I would probably, <laughs> I would win the hearts and minds of everyone at Costco. Uh, otherwise known as the Empire, because that would be the name of my Costco. And we would, (laughs) I would, I would convince them that if I was their leader, that they would have a better life if they, you know, followed my way.
1: Makes perfect sense. That's it. That's it. And I'd give them candy. (laughs) Question number five similar to the last one, but different. Okay. The snap happens. You can pick five superheroes from any universe. To take on Thanos and try to bring the world back to normal who are you taking with you
0: oh my gosh okay so we're doing an upcoming who would win episode that kind of talks about this a little bit and I'm not going to give it away but unfortunately as a grown man who's socially awkward I put some thought into this much to my wife's dismay so I'll tell you exactly who I'd go with um Batman Superman Goku um let's see possibly possibly one punch man um and uh professor x
1: that is an incredible lineup
0: yeah i, I was gonna you know I, I, yeah that would be my lineup right there
1: and the fact that you pick one punch man makes me happy because people sleep on the fact that one punch man is literally one punch man
0: it, it, thank you like what's gonna <laughs> so, happen like even you know anyone disagrees with you right Or or thanos is right there technically one punch man's one shot away from ending everything where you can then just take the infinity gauntlet and just, you know, snap everything back to normal. By the way, by the way, why didn't Thanos just make everything like double all the resources in the universe or make everything
1: like half its size? You want to be honest? Yeah. Thanos is a complete dick. (laughs) Fair enough. It's a thousand and one things he can do to solve the problem. Right. Fair enough. He chose to just, Take, take out half of the galaxy.
0: <laughs> right, right. As, it, like As if he was like doing this for the good of the universe. Now, you know, so in the comic books, for your listeners, in case they can't already tell, which I'm sure they can, I'm pound for pound the largest nerd you'll ever meet, probably both in body weight and in overall nerdiness, right? So um, the reason I'm saying that is because in the original comic books, Thanos destroyed half the universe to prove how worthy he was to this, part, this being he fell in love with, which was the living embodiment of death. Now, yes. why, why Disney didn't feel the need to kind of show that part, I don't know, right? Because I'm sure my kids would have loved seeing that. But that's kind of where he was coming. It was to impress a
1: woman. Yes. The reason why most of us men do things Depend-
0: we do. Exactly, exactly.
1: So, man, this has been a long time coming. So let me, let's me let start from the beginning. Sure. How did you come up with this podcast? Who would win?
0: Oh, okay. So here's the deal. Um, I pitched who would win as a TV show. I was doing some work for a small digital network and they needed what was called a talking head show where it's just people sitting like at a table or in chairs discussing topics. So I said, and I come from a combat sports background. So I said, Hey, what if we had fighters talking about hypothetical matchups between like Andre, the giant and Bruce Lee. And that morphed into um, you know, cause I'm more of a comic book nerd than anything, even, you know, an MMA guy. And I said, let's make this like a TV show where, you know, people of note debate presidential style, who would win between Luke Skywalker and Spider-Man. So the producers who are talking to really cool people, but not in the comic book culture kind of said, really, do you really think people talk about that? And I, I, I pulled up YouTube and I said, here's in 30 seconds, here's a billion views on that kind of content. And they said, okay, well, we'll pr- create a proof of concept. I said, fine, I'll do, a, I'll do a segment on someone's podcast. And then that got really popular and turned into its own podcast. And then that kind of gained momentum. And now it's its own crazy thing where we've got some big announcements coming for the show very, very soon.
1: Yes, and this should have been a TV show, by the way, a long time ago, because it's a, it's a brilliant concept. And one of the reasons why I like who it wins so much is you guys don't always go for the normal battles in terms of like, oh, who would win out a Batman versus Superman or Spider-Man versus Superman or anything like that. You guys pick off-the-wall characters that you would never really think about seeing battle. And then when you kind of like get into it, it, it becomes exciting.
0: First of all, thank you for listening to the show. And that means a lot to me that you're kind of, you've got that kind of insight and observation. That's exactly what we're going for. The The other goal we want to have, and I've talked to the production team, we've got some great people you know, in front of the show, like who are starting the show and great people who are kind of, you know, behind the show, producing the show as well. And what I kind of said in one of our meetings was my goal is to have whomever's listening to the show say to themselves, I wish I was in that room, you know, with them talking about this. That's the, you know, that's my goal. So in doing that, the problem is when you look at who would win matches, there are a number of matches that have been discussed and will always be discussed, you know, to death you know, Batman versus Captain America is one of them. And we did that one as well as a live show, which was pretty cool. Um,
1: And and all three times,
0: (laughs) I won all three times, but the reason I won, okay, the reason I won, I was debating uh, this guy named Jay Sandlin, who's awesome. He's got his own show, What Happens Next. Okay, great, yeah, definitely check out What Happens Next, great guy. And what he was doing is providing a great argument to win the debate, right, with logic and points and, you know, great tactics. I, on the other hand, swayed the audience. That was it, because we 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 asked the audience to vote on who won, and I just made sure the audience, you know, was having was was thoroughly entertained and having fun whenever I was talking. And Jay was providing these insanely great points, and then I'd make a, a a you know horrible joke about him or something like that, and the audience would laugh. So they 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 went for my side at the end. So whenever I have a moderate like a judge on the show, we always have new judges. I try to win, but I really try to sway the judge more to my side. That's well, the key to victory.
1: Let's, let's talk about it. Okay. The, the original co-host for the show was Jay, Jay Sandler, yeah. for those yeah. who don't know. You guys did it for quite a long time, and it was successful to my knowledge, very successful. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about the show back then was that, giving Jay all the credit I can, is he is very, very knowledgeable about oh comic books. Oh my God. And he yeah. is like a research machine. Yes. And you are as well, but you're also a naturally funny guy and a charming person. So a lot of times when I would listen to the battles, you would win sometimes just off a of charm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy to say that.
0: It, it, but, it gets crazier because then the moderator sometimes would contact me. Jay doesn't know this. Would contact me and say, wait, I've been thinking about this. There's no way you should have won that. Can I reverse my decision? I'm like, nope, too late. You said it <laughs> and and you're right. But that's it. You know, and here's the thing. And, and Jay and I would laugh when we talked about this and Ray uh, Sticano, So the new new host, we, we've been talking about this, too. Look, the bottom line is you got to have fun. You got to be entertained when you're listening to it and while you're listening to it. It's you know, if it's just a pure because we're not the first to do this um, and we're definitely not the only ones now doing it, but we want to be we want people to have a lot of fun. You know, well, one of the greatest compliments I got was from this mom who said, on the drive to school, we were, uh, the whole family was listening to the podcast and we were like shouting out what to say and what we thought, or, and we would boo or cheer, but, but we were all listening to it. And that to me was a huge win.
1: Definitely. I think, I think the show is awesome. And I was like, now that we're getting, since you brought up Ray. Yeah. Jay had to go, had to make, do his own thing. You guys are kind of still doing things together, but separate at the same time. You kind of build an empire, which I think is awesome. Oh, thank you. So Ray comes in, he yep. brings a whole new dynamic to the show that I love. It, oh, great. it, it, it almost changes how we originally saw the show for those who, for those who listen to the show, who didn't listen to the show. I recommend listening to the earlier episodes and then listening now, because it's almost like a format change of sorts. It was exactly
0: a format change. So, so here's the deal. Um, I wanted to do something in studio where everyone was there because then, you know, when, you know, I do some production work and when you can, you know, see the reaction of someone else who you're talking to, you react based off that before we were Skyping in and we couldn't always read each other properly. Right. And that's just the nature of of what we were doing. Plus Jay is a great writer. He's a personality on his own. It was time for him to have his own vehicle to promote what he was doing. And I'm not even allowed to say it, but he's got some big things coming out too. Um, So I got connected to Ray, who by the way, is a former pro wrestler.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah. So his his personality, that's his pro wrestling, as in my opinion, that's his pro wrestling persona coming out. And what's cool is Ray's, you know, pro wrestling. I'm more like my personality is more, I don't want to say MMA fighter, but definitely more like I'm the combat sports guy. So we come from at this from completely different perspectives.
1: And it's almost it's almost interesting to see that. It kind of flipped a little bit in terms of how, in the original, who would win? Jay was kind of the one who was come up with all these knowledges and facts and things and numbers and all this stuff. Now it's kind of you, and Ray just comes up with some ridiculous, funny stuff that just makes you burst out laughing. And you gotta just the charm on him is amazing.
0: Oh yeah, you know, here's did you check out our latest episode of Muppets yes. versus Sesame Street? Okay, so that it's one was my favorite new- episode. Okay, uh, thank you. Awesome, I love that one too. And there, you know, there's a little story behind that one that not a lot of people know about, um, about a year and a half ago, my son had to get, uh, his passport renewed. So we had to go down to the passport office and immigration in in Los Angeles, which means if you're lucky, it's a whole day affair. If you're lucky, we got there at five o'clock in the morning. There's already a huge line. I I had to convince the officials to let us stay because they were like, we're already filled with capacity. And that's where I had to pour on the charm to kind of get us and we, so we're, we're there. Right. So I need, you know, when I get bored, it's very dangerous. Like I need something to keep me occupied because I like to cause havoc sometimes. And at an immigration office with armed security, don't do that there. So I said, okay, let me try this Muppets versus Sesame street. And I just put it out as a poll on Twitter to say like, what, what do you think? And the thing went insane, like insane. And I wanted to, I mean, people from the Huffington post were talking about it, like commenting on it. All these, you know, famous people. It just went crazy. And I said, this is our episode. And I felt like the person to do this episode justice was going to be Ray. Because Ray would come at it from one angle. But I've always had a theory about Sesame Street, which I said on the show. And that's Mm -hmm. about, yeah, that's about Ernie. You remember what I said? Yes. Okay.
1: (laughs) He's the Time Lord.
0: No, no, that's Oscar. (laughs) Oscar the the Time Lord.
1: Lord. Oscar the Time Lord. is the, He's the
0: Crime Lord. That controls – like, he runs Sesame Street. He's Frank Lucas. <laughs> yeah, he, he runs Sesame Street. Why do you think it's so nice and there's no crime that happens there? It's because everyone's scared out of their mind to piss off Ernie. And, it's and that it, simple.
1: What made me smile – when I heard that, what made me burst out laughing is you didn't say Bert. <laughs> no. Well, Bert's the silent
0: enforcer, right? You know, he's, he's he, like he talks a lot in front of Ernie, but he doesn't really say a whole – like, if you think about it, when you see – and this is how weird I am, by the way. When you think about skits in Sesame Street, like – Bert's nowhere near as featured as Ernie is. Gotcha. Like Ernie's in the bathtub, which is kind of weird. And he's talking about his rubber ducky, which is kind of weird. He's that kind of people are like, oh, that's cute. That's not cute. That's creepy. That's creepy as hell. For yeah. like a, think about it, a criminal mastermind saying like, I like to be in a bath and have people film me while I'm playing with my rubber. I mean, that's creepy as hell. And I'm trying to watch the words I use, but you know what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm very well aware of what you're trying to say. It, it- yeah. Episode was just so fun. I rec- I highly recommend anybody go if you if you don't even if you want to get a feel for how this podcast is and how much fun it is, listen to this episode. It is fantastic. I laughed all the way through the episode because it was so great and it was so funny and so enjoyable. And that's what I like about the show so much. That a lot of a lot of shows, when it comes to like death battles, which who who would it, win is not, but battle between heroes and characters from other worlds, it's kind of like. Sometimes it's taken too seriously. Yes. And it gets to the point where it's like, ah, oh, this is not necessarily – sometimes hearing arguments isn't fun.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. You know, I, I got into um, a, a debate uh, at a comic convention with someone who was very knowledgeable, and he came at me with, like, just facts and figures. And it was getting – you know when you're arguing with someone, you're like, okay, I'm done with this. I don't want to do it anymore. Yes. And he's like, finally, he's like, why do you – and this happened a while ago, and I've used this on the show. And he's like, well, why do you think – well yeah, well what's your final point for why you think Flash beats Thor? And I said, "Well, the reason why Flash beats Thor, and I was representing Thor, or sorry, th- why why Thor beats the Flash is because unlike you, I've actually kissed a girl." And the guy's <laughs> like, "What do you wait, what?" Huh? And he's like trying to process it, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to claim victory. Thanks." And I just walked off with my <laughs> hand raised. We're not friends anymore, but the point is, sometimes you got to be really like you got to take it's it's fun. That's why we say at the beginning of the show, it's a hypothetical battle where we completely ignore Anything and everything important, you know, important happening in the world today, because I want an escape from that.
1: And I think the show does a good job in succeeding with that, because you guys make, not only do you make it fun, you make people want to check out the characters, like, because some of the characters you bring out, not necessarily household names and stuff like that, like the episode, I think you guys, are either you just recently did it, or it's coming out like really soon. Is Sephiroth and uh, Shazam. That's right. And, and by the way, Sephiroth
0: is, is, uh, is the main villain from the Final Fantasy video game series.
1: Yes, and a lot of people don't know who that is. And yeah, I'm I know. I, I didn't either.
0: Of it. Oh, okay, cool. I, I told Ray, because Ray actually said sug- I said, let's put a, a, an opponent against Shazam. He's like, let's combine video games with comic books. And I said, you know, that, this is risky because... It just because you play video games doesn't mean you're into comic books, and just because you're into comic books doesn't mean you're into video games. I said, but let's try it and see. And I'm really cool with trying different battle matchups just to see what the reaction is. And by the way, we're at a point now where I think we have a fan base that just likes hearing the battles, and isn't. We don't want to have people come in who are just fans of Shazam, even though I love Shazam, great character. We want people to come in because they just want to have a good time listening to a great show. You know what I mean? That's that's the main thing. Um we did one match where it was um the winter soldier, you know, uh Bucky Barnes from Captain America yes. versus uh, Spock from Star Trek. I and that match. Yeah, and everyone, you know, and and I had a lot of people saying, "Wow, this is not a good matchup. People won't like it." And I said, "Just give it a chance." People loved it. And it's because it's such you no know, you said at the beginning, no one went with Spock versus th- this guy who's like a crazy train killer. And I'm like, yeah, and here's why. Da, da, da. And it kind of made sense after a while. So that's what we want to do. So we're open to suggestions for people who want to contact us and say, hey, what about this match or that match? We'd love to hear it. The crazier, the better.
1: Awesome. Let me ask you this. What do you think was your most, I think I know it, but what was your most controversial who, when episode you've had? Oh, very far? easy.
0: It was Superman versus Thanos.
1: Yes, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that.
0: But- yeah, we we so we had another. Uh, it was Jay and I who were were debating. And we had this uh, amazing host. His name is um, Ray. Oddly enough, Ray, and he um, <laughs> he he took the side of Thanos, and he said, "Yeah." And I, and Ray's awesome, but he's like, "Yeah," because you know from the movie and everything. And I'm like, "Really, Ray? You're swayed by the movie? Really? <laughs> That's what?" Did- So I said, okay. And on the episode, I said, I'm going to formally protest this. I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm disagreeing with my, I'm protesting this and let's put it to Twitter. So we put it out to Twitter and I said, I protested it. And I think we broke Twitter for like an hour with people saying, no, no, no. Superman would kill Thanos. Well, not literally, but like, you know, beat him severely. That was probably the one that still, I'm like, oh, but I, but it's funny you mentioned that I have a matchup that's going to get me my vengeance for that. And we're going to announce that um, probably in the next three to four weeks.
1: That's awesome. That's really interesting to say the least. Okay. So what are your plans for the future? I know you talked about it a little bit with TV and things like that. Mm -hmm. Is there any more ways of thinking about expanding the show?
0: Uh, Yeah, we've talked with a couple of different outlets so far. Um, And I've actually been in discussions with some people from um i don't know how much i can say but you know i'm not saying we'd go to twitch or something like that but that's been an option because people have been the biggest thing we've been hit with is demand for you know a video format people want to see us Definitely debating thinking. this yeah and i'm very happy about that because i still plan on this being a tv show like a proper you know digital format tv whatever you want to call it but we can take some steps up leading up to that so the next step is video recording the actual debates and the craziness that happens, because as crazy as it sounds, there is some insane stuff that happens in the studio with Ray, myself, the moderators, and other things just happening. I'm not even at liberty to say most of what's going on, you know. But it's it's insanity, and I'm a little nervous to uh, capture that on video and let people actually watch it.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't blame you because sometimes this sounds really wild, let us say the least.
0: Oh, yeah, because we there's we, we have people, you know, walking around with a whiteboard saying, hey, it's, you know, you know this many minutes left, or da-da-da, or sometimes they'll throw a weird message on it. That just throws me off my – I'm like, wait, what? There's there, – you want a sandwich? What, what does that have to do with anything? You know, just weird <laughs> craziness. So, yeah, so th- that's the next step, and hopefully we'll have uh, some big announcements very, very soon about
1: that. Good, good, good. Let me, let's rewind for a second. Okay. What do you think your love for comic books and just that – genre of things just come from
0: uh that's really easy it's the same place where my love for like combat sports and my love for pro wrestling came from Um, as a kid i used to get bullied a lot and you know i was the i was a bigger kid i was kind of i fell under fell under that kind of term gentle giant like i was so afraid of confrontation whether it was verbal or physical and um as a result i kind of you know just gravitated towards these these visions of you know heroes you know, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, uh, these pro wrestlers, you know, I used to have posters of them on my wall and all that kind of stuff. My parents just thought I was weird as hell. But it was because I kept thinking whenever I had a bad day or something, I would just say, how would, you know, Superman deal with that? How would Shazam deal with that? And Shazam was actually my very first superhero that I can remember liking as a kid. Um, so, you know, it, it just came from this place of really what I wanted as a kid was to have a superhero fly down, you know, and kind of just look at me and say, don't worry, I got you. And I'm going to train you and teach you how to be a superhero. That's what I wanted, you know, just to avoid the, the nonsense and everything else that was going on. Um, and yeah, it just all really came from there. And as you get older, you realize, hey, I may not be able to have superpowers, but I can learn how to fight really well, you know, and I can work out and I can do that, So I can become like superhero ish. And then, you know, it, you know, for example, I'll, I'll share something pretty weird. Um, I don't drink and I'm me not. Neither. OK, cool. Well, I'm not sure why you don't. And, and I respect everyone's reasons for not doing it. One of the reasons I don't is because, number one, I've never liked the taste of alcohol. You know, I've had drinks in the past. I just gave up. I was just like, this is not for me. But I still hear myself saying, like, you know, Batman doesn't drink. Superman doesn't drink because it wouldn't affect him. But, you know, what I'm trying to say like that's, you know, so I'm kind of like emulating in a weird way certain superheroes in, in, in certain ways that benefit me. So that's where it all came from.
1: Yeah, I think that's cool. I think a lot of characters, like when you said that, I think of Stan Lee. Yeah. And that's kind of what he wanted his characters to be. Like Peter Parker was just a kid from a, a rough neighborhood in Queens who was really smart. And he got whatever every kid would want to get and the ability to take not only take care of his, the people who bullied him, but to stand up for the people in his neighborhood and stuff like that and become the hero that Queens needed at the time. That's right. why he's called your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Right. And I, right. I've always appreciated that comics kind of gave us that outlet.
0: You know, to to kind of veer the conversation in a certain direction, um, I've been doing some work with this great comic book company uh, called The Creative Extreme. And um, they they're... They, they, they did something really cool. They created 365 characters, one character per day. I'm talking artwork, backstory, how they fit into the, you know, creative extreme universe, all of that. And one of the things they wanted to do was create as much inclusion as possible. And when I talk to people, because, you know, there's a lot of people who say, like, why is this character? Why is inclusion important? Blah, blah, blah I'll tell you exactly why it's important. And this is from a personal perspective. So growing up, there was a lot of people. I'm Jewish, but I had a lot of people, a lot of friends who were Middle Eastern right? From all over the Middle East, some are Muslim, some are Christian, whatever. Um, And a lot of people, a lot of my friends, Asian, whatever. So one of my buddies who's Egyptian at the time said, hey, you're just, you look just like Billy Batson, the Egyptian superhero. And I'm like, wait, an Egyptian superhero, who's that? And they said, well, it's Shazam, you know, because it's an Egyptian wizard, Shazam, who gives him these powers. So he's you know, Batson can be sound kind of like a Middle Eastern name from different various regions. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. It's a Middle Eastern superhero. And he's like, yeah. And you look just like him. And the, the feeling of really, I do help me. I remember how much that helped me saying, oh, my God, I, I kind of someone I, I kind of do look like the Billy Batson as a kid or and maybe I can look like Shazam when I grow up. And it was kind of world changing. And to have that, uh, you know, to have that same feeling be given to everybody is super important. Because, again, when you have a superhero as a hero and as a role model and as a moral compass, typically you're going to make some great decisions. Two things there. Yeah. One, I didn't even realize that Shazam is kind of Egyptian. Isn't he? Yeah. Right? And then think about, like, um, Black Adam. Yeah, he, had a, he has an Egyptian name, Teth right?
1: I never thought about that till you said that. That's a really good point. I never yeah. th- that's that's pretty cool. I never thought about that. Yeah, and the In second the, thing, yeah, the second ahead. thing, I get what you're saying completely because this just recently happened with my son. Mm. My son's part Hispanic and part African American. Okay, and we were watching Into the Spider Verse together for like the fourth time <laughs> at um, <laughs> our families at our. Our family's house and his cousin just looked at him and said, You know, you look exactly like Miles Morales. You have the same hair, everything. You look like Miles Morales. And he lit up. Yep. When she told him that, because he, that's his hero. He loves Miles Morales. Like the, the ultimate comic books, specifically that one, is what got him into reading comic books.
0: And and doesn't, and I'll bet you your son probably first of all, that's awesome. That's incredible. And you know, I'll bet your son is is now kind of thinking like he wants to learn more about Miles Morales. And yes. again, the moral compass is kind of there. He's like, well, if I'm like Miles Morales, then I've got to do the right thing. Miles Morales is smart. Miles Morales is virtuous. Miles Morales is brave. This is I've got to be all these things, too.
1: Exactly. He's trying to follow that same path. And even with the um, he wants the the hoodie that Miles Morales was wearing in the movie. <laughs>
0: I do too, kind of, but you know, it'll probably look better on your son.
1: (laughs) So let me let me ask you this: Your MMA training, yes. How did you get into that? Have you had any MMA fights?
0: Wow. Okay. So I've never done actual like any type of sanctioned cage fights. Haven't done that. Um, (laughs) They, you know what? They are the the reason I never pursued it. Number one, I have so much respect for anyone who steps into a ring or the cage. And I played a lot of football growing up. And I got to tell you, I actually think football is a much more dangerous sport than MMA by far, that is actually.
1: True. Yes, that is very true. But,
0: but MMA is still crazy. It's still dangerous. It's a one-on-one battle. It's not a team thing. And all the attention's on you if you lose. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things. But the reason I got into it, I was boxing and kickboxing. And, you know, MMA was growing and doing its thing. And I remember talking to my instructor at the time about MMA and jujitsu. And he was like, you know, this is my former instructor. And he was like, yeah, I'd like to see that. Those guys try to take me down. I'm like, well, they would, what are you talking about? Like what, what? He's like, yeah. And I don't want you doing any of that training. And I saw firsthand, he just, you know, his ego wouldn't allow it. So I started training with a guy and moved to Atlanta and found, um, my instructor and became part of a really great tight knit for lack of a better term fight team and, um, got to train a bunch of people. I've done challenge matches where people walk into your, your martial arts facility or school and they say, I don't, I think you guys suck. I want to take on, you know, whomever you got here. I've done a bunch of those and those are fun. Um, but
1: I got, that... I got to ask the question about that. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Uh-oh, okay. You got to tell a challenge story. Cause I've seen one of those challenge matches when I took martial arts, when I was younger. Oh wow. Okay. And it was not pretty. <laughs> well,
0: okay. So the, the team I was not the team, the group I was part of, we had some absolute monsters. Like, I, I'm sure some of them had psychopathic tendencies, but we're like, you know, for the forces of good. I don't know how to describe. Like one guy, my main training partner, Mickey Swafford. He's got a martial arts school in Tennessee. He was six eight and probably close to three hundred pounds. Um, I had other people that were monsters. And plus, at that time in Atlanta, WCW was a big thing, so we were training with a lot of really, really cool guys who were pro wrestlers. So we already had kind of like a very tough group. So what happened at our place that was a little bit different than other places, if someone came in, there'd be an argument amongst us about whose turn it was to take on the challenger. And so the challenger's going like, wait, what? And we're all like, no, 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 Mickey, you got to do it last time. It's my turn. No, 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 you did it. And so... That's kind of like the dynamic we had. And that wasn't just us. That was for a lot of up and coming MMA facilities in Atlanta and around Georgia, too. There were some absolute monsters and killers at those schools. So one of my favorite stories, I used to be a software developer. And as I'm sure you could probably tell that I clearly didn't fit in, but, you know, it was cool. <laughs> and on, at lunch, I would go and train. And after work, I'd go and train. So, so my life was kind of limited. And at lunch, I you know you're Dressing business casual. So I put on, you know, whatever. I think I was doing a jujitsu class. So I put on a gi. And this guy comes in and he's, I'm about 6'3, 260. So good size. This guy comes in, he dwarfs me. He's about 6'6. He told me he was 360. I think he weighed more. He was a power lifter, uh, judo guy, wrestler, and the whole thing. And he's just like, he's like, okay, I want to take on whoever's here. And so I had to do it. And I'm thinking, okay, either this guy is going to be fantastic and I'm going to get murdered. Or this guy is just based off size and strength and really doesn't have anything else. Like his technique is only there because he powers through everything. Within the first five seconds, I'm like, thank God, he has no technique. So it was, you know, the, 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 the challenge match rules we had at our place was just take the guy down and sub him. If he wants to go round two, do it, do the same thing. And then round three, warn him that, okay, now you're wasting my time. I'm going to smash the hell out of you to teach you a lesson. So we did round one. We did round two. He's like, let's go again. And I'm like, cool. Now I'm going to smash you. And he's like, he, so he, he bowed off the mat and sat down. I'm like, wow. Okay. So I get changed. I'm off to work and he's sitting there and I sit down beside him. I'm like, man, why would you come into a place and do this? This is ridiculous. And it turns out he had a lot of, you know, bad stuff going on in his life. You know, he thought he was going to get divorced from his wife. He didn't have a good relationship with his kids. He had a crappy job. So long story short, he became a student and we became friends and
1: it was awesome. That is cool. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. I was scared out of my mind. Don't get me wrong. When we first started, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm going to die. But then after two minutes, I'm like, I need someone recording this for my grandkids so they can see me on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like it it changed (laughs) real quick, but yeah. And uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite one.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) it's, It's awesome. The fact that you sat down with the guy, you talked to him, you guys became friends after that.
0: Yeah. You know what? You could kind of like, you just got to ask yourself questions, And this is why I don't think I ever wanted to be a professional MMA person because there's got to be a lot of manufactured aggression towards someone. And that's not who I am. Like, I don't like if I'm going to fight someone, it's going to take a lot to get me to fight. Um, And if I do, I'm going to want to like, you know, fight, fight, like really go. And I hate, I hate where my head goes when that happens. And that hasn't happened to me in years and years and years. You know what I mean? I I do my best to stay away from it. I can talk my way out of almost any situation. So I'm thankful for that. But, you know, you got to ask yourself, why is why would someone walk into a place and look for the toughest challenger? Because that's their only form of like validation in life. And if that's the case, why? Like they don't have, they're not, they don't get validation from a good family life or professional or like what else is, like how bad is life kicking them in the ass that they have to do this?
1: Yeah, and <laughs> funny thing about it is my, my, might as well tell my challenge story. Oh, let's hear it. Might as well. Oh, but I, by the way,
0: before you get started, let me just make something very clear. I'm not the toughest guy around. I can get my ass beat, I'm sure, very, very easily. I'm not, whatever. So I don't want to put that out there that I think I'm, I'm like half and badass.
1: I'm
0: yeah, not. De- definitely. I'm not.
1: <laughs> so I was taking martial arts. Okay. Me and my younger cousin. And my cousin from out of town came in town. And he was talking crap and all this stuff. Oh, I took martial arts and all this stuff. And Georgia, I'm a black belt and stuff. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. So, me and my cousin is leaving, my younger cousin is leaving karate class. I was a green belt at the time. And my young cousin was a green belt as well. So, he comes up before class is over. Essentially, everybody's packing up and stuff. He issues a challenge. I want to challenge the best black belt in the class and stuff. Uh-oh. Immediately... Everybody sit back down. They're ready to see a fight. Yep. The best student walks up. I know this guy's like, he's like a black boy. He's crazy good. He said, I'll do it. (laughs) Sensei said, okay. So, Sensei sits there, starts the match. As soon as he starts the match, the guy around kicks my cousin so hard, he flips. Oh no! Like a like it's almost off. Something like a, off a Van Damme movie. Oh wow! He went back to Georgia with a huge black eye. Oh no! And they thought and they thought we beat him up, but it was one shot. One shot. Oh, one geez. shot. And I think I was I know gonna say I was like fifteen at the time. He was like sixteen. Yeah. And he never came back down here again. I'll bet.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And you know what? The thing is, that guy probably did your cousin a favor. Yeah. Right, because if no one checked had checked him, he could have gone through life thinking he was the best fighter or whatever. And 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 it never leads to a good place when you're like that. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's actually that kind of beating. I I have a term for that. I call that a mercy beating. Yeah. And and a mercy beating, in my definition, doesn't have to be verbal, it could be I'm sorry, physical, it could be verbal, but it's something that shows you, because you don't know where you actually stand in the world. Right. Yeah. And, and right. And for your cousin, it sounds like this was a good thing.
1: I hope. Yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely humbled him a lot. Good. <laughs> man, this has been awesome. Jay, good. Man. This has been great. Any final questions, thoughts, concerns? Thoughts Any more good. tips you want to give us about the podcast?
0: Um, all I want to say is thank you to everyone. Thank you for, to you for your, your support and everything. Um, you said some pretty funny stuff on Twitter, by the way. And I kind of, I caught, I caught notice of who you were very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And I think it's really important to have good people on Twitter or on social media in general, who I think what you and I have in common is that we can read someone's opinion, completely disagree with it, but still be very cool with them. That is very true. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, you know, Instagram, whatever you want to do, call it. I think it needs more people with that kind of mentality. So just keep, keep, you know, keep doing you.
1: Now now that you mention it, I got, I got to applaud you on this because a lot of times people come with wild offensive takes (laughs) on, (laughs) on the and get really offensive. Yes. And you are always kind, and you just kind of brush it off in a way that's so respectful. I have so much respect for it. It makes me do, the, do better, do the same.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, can I tell you why? Shoot, go ahead. Okay, okay. here's the deal. Um, I was talking to my son about this. You know, he's 13 now and he's, he's, you know, doing the social media thing. And I said, you know, number one, big rule. I have 100% access to everything you do online. That's non-conditional. He's like, okay. I said, here are the other two rules. Number one, only say something that grandma wouldn't be embarrassed by if she read it number two only say something that you would say to that person's face if you you can't do either of those two things don't say it at all so when someone kind of you know um comes at me with a harshness or negativity or what have you I don't take it personally because I always I go back to the challenge match theory where I'm like I wonder what's going on with them you know how bad is life right now where they've got to say this or come across like this on social media. Right. So I, it's almost like I have empathy and some, you know, sympathy for them. because I, I'm very sure that if, if I was in the same room as them, number one, they wouldn't say that harsh stuff, but I would encourage them Hey, give me your opinion. That's cool. But it wouldn't be that harsh. And secondly, we'd hash it out. And then I'd say, great. Hey, you hungry? Let's go grab some dinner. And they'd be yeah. like, yeah, sure. Let's go. I, I really feel that's the vast majority of people on social media. You've got your idiots, you've got your people just trying to cause havoc or whatever, but I really think the the vast majority of people are looking for, you know what they want? They want validation. That's it. So be positive, give validation, and guess what? A a lot of people who didn't like what I had to say are now really cool with me, and I'm cool with them. It all works out. Awesome.
1: Man, it's been awesome having you on this show.
0: Thank you, sir. I've had a great time. Thank you very much for uh, having me again. It's been an honor.
1: And you are always welcome back on the show whenever you want to come back on the show.
0: <laughs> uh, love it. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and give a very high rating to the Delvin Cox experience on iTunes.
1: And do the same thing for who would win. <laughs> yes, that would Please be Please do. Because <laughs> I love the show. And I appreciate everything that James brings to the table with that show. And Ray is doing a great job. And I don't want to mess up her name. Amara?
0: Amara's great. Yeah, she's she's, awesome. she's amazing. Yeah, we've got a great crew, and, and we've got a great crew behind the scenes too. Um, we we like just like you, we take. You know, here's the other thing too. I tell people it's it's not the Who Would Win podcast. It's the Who Would Win show, and there's a different mentality when you think of it as a show, because a lot of people have a podcast, but is like is it the Joe Rogan podcast or is it the Joe Rogan experience? Is it the Delvin Cox? podcast or is it delvin cox experience you know what i mean like it's it's a show yes so just keep that you know that you and i we like to bring a lot to the table it's a show
1: i agree <laughs> this, this has been awesome i love it man you're always welcome back on thank you
0: sir i uh, appreciate it don't be surprised if you get a call and we need you to fly out to la to be on ours uh the who would win show as well
1: i'll gladly do that <laughs> awesome as always, Delvin Cox Spirits, we are out. Peace. I want to thank James Gabsey for coming on the podcast today. But I'm here to say we're almost to episode 100. So I don't know what we're going to do yet. I got a couple of things planned up. It's going to be big. A lot of changes coming to the podcast that are good. And I know you guys are going to like, so stay tuned for that. Also, last but not least, support your indie podcasters and support this show also by sharing the podcast as much as you can and reviewing the podcast, rating review reviewing the podcast because reviews help get the podcast out to other people, help them reach the chop of the charts on iTunes or wherever you may listen to the podcast at. So definitely do those things. Thank you guys. Peace out.